0: There we go. Hello, and welcome to the collapse experiment. <laughs> it's like, why is this not working? Yeah, uh, it helps when you turn the microphone on. So, uh, welcome, and this morning, now that I have my all my uh, ducks in a row, hopefully, uh, I have been awake since 3 a.m. I don't know why. I just woke up, decided to do some things around the house, never went back to sleep, and uh, it's five hours later. So, uh, yeah, this live feed here is going to be about again, the restrict act because more and more and more is coming out about this bill, which I believe just passed the house yesterday, which means it's going to the Senate and then it's going to Biden's desk where he's going to get out his crayon and scribble on it. Uh, if it gets that far, it sounds like it's going to get that far. Um, and this is not a good thing. This is not about killing TikTok. It's about doing exactly what TikTok is possibly doing, except, uh, the federal government, would be doing it for itself and not for the Chinese government. So, uh, let's just be honest. They're also doing it for the Chinese government as well. Uh, I believe, I believe personally that half of our government right now is probably on the payroll of the Chinese Communist Party in one form or another. And, uh, that's just where we're at. So, the article in question here, you can find it at theclapsexperiment.com, And uh, this is via uh, Zero Hedge. Restrict Act as Orwellian Censorship Grab Disguised as Anti-TikTok Legislation. Really, it's one of those f- weird articles. You could just read the title and get all the information that uh, you need. Unlike other articles that are uh, kind of written like, I don't know, legislative bills where it's like the Freedom Act and it takes away all your freedom or the Patriot Act and it's completely unpatriotic. You get my drift. So the Restrict Act, uh, Act is um, <clears throat> a product of Mark Warner and Tom Thune. Thune. What kind of name is Thune? I don't trust him already. Aiming at blocking or disrupting transactions and financial holdings linked to foreign adversaries. Why don't you start with the Biden family, if that's what you're concerned about? Uh, And pose a risk to national security. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, national. So, who determines what is a risk to national security? Because I seem, I'm currently seeing a lot of policies and a lot of things happening with our current administration where I'm like, that's a wrong move. I really hope this doesn't blow up in our face. However, the language of the bill could be used to give the U.S. government enormous power to punish free speech. Who would have thought that? Yeah, what is it about this First Amendment they hate so much? Warner, a longtime opponent of free speech, well, why don't we take his away first and see how he likes it? Who was uh, Michael Krieger pointed out in 2018 uh, and also confirmed through the Twitter files, uh, pushed for the weaponization of big tech, crafted the Restrict Act to ache swift action against technology companies suspected of cavorting, cavorting, Cavorting? With foreign governments and spies to effectively vanish uh, their products from shelves and app stores when the threat they pose gets too big to ignore. Wow, nothing like disrupting a free market of things that people actually want. Who would have thought that? Bad actors listed are the, in the bill are China, Cuba. I'm not familiar with any Cuban apps. If you can think of a Cuban app, um, cigars, maybe I'd be interested in that. But as for apps, Cuban apps, weird. Iran, I don't speak or, or read Arabic. So good luck with that. North Korea, don't get me started on that. Russia and Venezuela, Really, the bad actors are these countries, and only one of them really has anything to do with the internet or apps in general, and somehow this bill is going to... Yeah, it sounds like a bunch of BS to me. In reality, the Restrict Act has very little to do with TikTok. No. And everything to do with controlling online content. Yep. In very specific terms, a lot of U.S. websites would be impacted. Why? Because a lot of websites use third-party plugins or widgets or software created in foreign countries to support the content of their site. And? I mean, I'm assuming these are the same political buttholes that invest heavily into China and profit from, I don't know, slave labor and internment camps. Now they're concerned about widgets and plugins. The Restrict Act gives the DNI the ability to tell a website using any foreign content or software that might be engaged in platform communication the U.S. government views as against their interest to shut down or face a criminal charge. Okay, so what's to stop these companies from just moving their headquarters to, oh, I don't know, Ireland, where they can evade taxes for extended periods of time until somebody yells and screams and says, hey, they can't do that, and they continue to do that because it's legal. The Restrict Act can also be used to punish people using virtual private networks. Gee, why, why would they be so against you hiding your IP address? No idea. <clears throat> if they're used to access banned websites. Banned websites. Okay. And directs the Secretary of Commerce to identify, deter, disrupt, prevent, prohibit, investigate, or otherwise mitigate that which is deemed a national security risk associated with technology linked to the above countries. Really, it's the first time I've seen this list of countries mentioned at any time beforehand, and how the hell would somebody from North Korea be selling a widget, right? Aren't they, like, completely isolated from the rest of the world? Find that interesting? Penalties include fines up to $1 million or 20 years in prison for a widget that you might not know where it came from, but it helps your website function. Interesting? Interesting. So what happens if you are designated a national security threat? What can they, what can they access of yours to confirm it? Everything. Notice the preemptive attack on quantum encryption in there too. Okay, the language. Uh, let's see here. This is from Reason. The language describing who the Restrict Act applies to is confusing at best. It's meant to be. The Commerce Secretary would be authorized to take steps to address risk posed by any covered covered transaction by any person, right? So what counts as a covered transaction? The bill states that this means a transaction in which an entity described in subparagraph B has any interest. Entities described in subparagraph B, dear God, I hate all this legal mumbo jumbo, are A foreign adversary, an entity subject to the jurisdiction of or organized under the laws of a foreign adversary and an entity owned, directed, or controlled by either of these foreign adversaries can be any foreign government or regime that the secretary deems a national security threat. It's a bit gobbledygooked. Yeah but this could be read to imply that any person using a VPN to access an app controlled by a foreign adversary or its alleged minions is subject to the secretary's ire. How dare you go to that website! (sighs) According to Warner's office, however, the provisions only apply when someone is engaged in sabotage or subversion of communication technology in the U.S. causing catastrophic effects in the U.S. critical infrastructure or interfering in or altering the result of a federal election in order for criminal penalties to apply. Okay. And would target companies like Kaspersky... Kapersky, Huawei, and TikTok, not individual users. Uh Uh-huh, sure, right. Yeah, it's kind of like when Obama signed the NDAA that had the whole, like, (laughs) we can indefinitely detain U.S. citizens as long as we consider them to be a uh, T-word, if you know what I mean. And he was like, "Ah, it's not like we'll um, ever use this. So I'm signing it. Yeah, uh, okay, so... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this gets uh, a little spicy at the end here, except that the bill specifically says no person may cause or aid, abet, counsel, command, induce, procure, permit, or approve the doing of any act prohibited by or the omission of any act required by regulation, order, direction, mitigation, measure, prohibition, or other authorization or direct directive issued under this act. And then they say, "So this was bullshit." Tucker Carlson had a great recent segment on his featured gl- on this featuring Glenn Greenwald. Yeah. So again, um, here are the Republicans supporting the restrict act. I suggest that you find out who these people are and send them your harshly worded email that their secretary might glance over. Yeah, just tell them that, you know, their their car's limited warranty is uh, coming due and they might actually open that. I don't know. I don't know how it works in government, but uh, apparently Mitt Romney, he's uh, on the poop list for me at least. And he, I'm not from Utah, so I really couldn't give a crap, but I just don't like him. He looks too much like uh, uh, the dude from... Uh, Ash from The Walking, or (laughs) Walking, The Evil Dead. Ash from The Evil Dead. That's who he reminds me of. I think it's the sideburns and the hair. But, um, yeah, I don't like that guy. He kind of ruins that whole series for me, in a way, whenever I see him. I'm like, oh, hey, it's, uh, no, it's not that cooler, dude. Bruce Campbell, not him. So, yeah, the Restrict Act, people are finally taking notice. This bill just needs to Die on arrival. I don't know how it passed the House, which has a majority of Republicans, so um, F those people, if you know what I mean. And uh, we'll move on to... Yes, this was... uh, (laughs) Ohio cops sue Afro-Man for using video of House being raided in music video. This was pure genius. I mean, this... Afro man is like comedic rap music. Correct. But yet this is probably the most gangster thing I have seen out of the genre so far. Uh, Seven sheriff's deputies say the rapper subjected them to. Listen to this embarrassment, ridicule, emotional distress, humiliation and loss of reputation. Perhaps you shouldn't be doing stupid shit. After a drug bust on his house came up empty. Yeah, so what was the justification of this warrant? I'm just asking because it sounds like you just made some shit up. So yeah, do you have a reasonable expectation of privacy when you break into a famous rapper's house with an AR-15 and take his money? A group of Ohio sheriff's deputies think so. May want to rethink that one. Seven Adams County Sheriff's deputies have filed a lawsuit against Afro-Man for using footage of them raiding his house in several music videos. Fox 19 News reports the deputies argue Afro-Man used their personas for commercial purposes without permission. (gasps) Yeah, okay. Causing them to suffer embarrassment, ridicule, emotional distress, humiliation, and loss of reputation. If you're engaging in these acts and you think that it's okay, you deserve to be embarrassed. You should be ridiculed. You should probably be losing your jobs along with whoever signed that stupid-ass warrant that uh, was approved. Because uh, this is clearly a violation. If you come up with nothing, there was nothing there to begin with and you made shit up in order to get a warrant approved. It's, uh, this, this isn't hard. It's not. The Adams County deputies executed a search warrant on Afro house last August, according to a search warrant. Afro was suspected of drug possession, drug trafficking, And kidnapping. Really? The guy who just wanted to get out of California because it was turning into a shithole like a decade before. Uh, We can now acknowledge it's a total, total uh, escape from LA style shithole. Um, The bus came up empty and Afro man was never charged with a crime. Yeah, deputies did however seize more than $5,000 in cash which they were ultimately forced to return. Congratulations, Afroman. That's that's amazing because there's still that couple over in California who had their $40,000 stolen from their safe deposit box and the FBI has yet to return it. I think you should probably follow Ohio's example. FBI the returned amount was short. That's weird. Is that like some form of interest? Like we're charging you for holding your money for said period of time? How does that work? Which an investigation later determined was due to a counting error by deputies. You might want to check their pockets. Aferman then used surveillance footage of the raid and cell phone video taken by his wife and two music videos. Lemon pound cake. (laughs) And will you help me repair my door? He also sold merchandise with images of the deputies and used the footage to remote his products and tour. This is genius. Because, I mean, if you're having your house raided, I mean, isn't that some just street crud right there? Like, you live in Ohio for one. So you're not on the coast. You're, you're in the flyover area, and you're a rapper. And then you get raided because... I'd hate to say it, he's, it's, could, could it be because he's black and, in a rap? I don't know. Uh, it just seems like the justification for this, uh, warrant, um, wasn't there and they were hoping to just find something, uh, which again, didn't happen. And, uh, now he's got, he's like, Hey, I had my house raided because, you know, I'm a rapper. Not that he's a thug, Not that he's like uh, busting caps and selling crack. Oh, no, 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 he's he's just a rapper in Ohio, I guess. Yeah, in some instances, uh, it was it has made it more difficult and even more dangerous for plaintiffs to carry out their official duties because of comments made and attitudes expressed towards them by members of the public. Again, don't do stupid shit. You won't win stupid prizes. Of course, if they had spent their time solving real crimes instead of truddling around Afro Man's house playing drug warrior, (laughs) they would have remained happily anonymous. They have a point. How many cold cases are sitting there with dust piling up on them that they could actually be solving? It's just a quick, every, every department has cold cases. Actual crimes that could be solved if somebody just put some work into it. The lawsuit seeks an injunction to take down the post and videos as well as more than $25,000 in damages. No, no. Did you, did you actually help repair his door? I want to know. I've seen the music video. You busted in his door. did you, pay for the cost of repairing that door or any of the food that you stole from his kitchen. Like why were they eating his food in the kitchen? Uh, how is that part of like, how do they know that wasn't laced with crack or heroin? They think he's a drug dealer. It's a reasonable question. <clears throat> in an Instagram post following the filing of the suit, Afro shared a statement from his attorney Uh, We are waiting for public records request from Adams County. We still have not received. We are planning to counter sue for the unlawful raid, money being stolen, and for undeniable damage that uh, this had on my client's family, career, and property. Yeah, you busted in his door. What the hell? So, yeah. um, AfroMan, definitely a hero of the people. (laughs) Uh, I I find this totally amusing. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to close out with uh, some of the other recent news when it comes to um, your rights being violated here in the States. There's some international news, but I'm going to cover that in another feed. January 6th defense ditches witness after judge forbids bringing up her work as an FBI informant. Weird. You think that would be impertinent to the case? Why would you not be allowed to bring that up? A January 6th defense team ultimately chose not to call a previously uh, intended witness as Trot on At trial Monday after the judge decided her history as an FBI informant could not be raised according to multiple reports. Yeah, okay. Nothing like trying to kill the defense's case from the get-go by not pointing out the fact that, uh, I don't know, there's informants that are possibly uh, involved in why they're being prosecuted. As former Proud Boys National Chairman Enrique Tarrio and the other guys, I'm not going through the list, continued their federal trial for allegedly conspiring to oppose the January, blah, blah, blah. Tarrio's lawyers wanted to call a witness, had been an official FBI confidential human source from April 2021 to January of 2023. That's pretty recent, right? That's uh, two months ago. Wow, they were were still under that status two months ago. The woman, identified by the New York Times as Jen Lowe, had reportedly given the FBI information beginning in fall of 2019, but presiding Judge Timothy Kelly, who needs to be fired, indicated Monday that her relationship with the Bureau was irrelevant to the case. That doesn't sound like very non biased by the judge, does it? Tario's attorney uh, subsequently said that he would agree to free Lowe from subpoena without calling her to testify. Monday, according to Parloff, Lowe told the FBI around January 6th that she had been subpoenaed in the case and participation in a disposition. Participated in the disposition, the DOJ admitted Thursday an FBI San Antonio special agent said that her source relationship with the Bureau ended around January 18th. Mm -hmm. During that time, as an FBI source, Lowe had communicated with one or more defense lawyers, participated in prayer meetings, oh, so she's the one... And with more, one or more defendants' families, and talked uh, with one of the defense family members about replacing one of the defense counsel. I wonder who suggested that. Lee's lawyer, uh, Hernandez said in a Wednesday motion the motion called for the release of any FBI or DAJ reports, recordings, and memoranda about reporting on and recordings of the defense team, but the DOJ replied that no such records existed. Right. Because we're going to believe that. She wasn't tasked with reporting on Proud Boys, Judge Kelly said Monday. Then what was her job? If, if she wasn't tasked with reporting on Proud Boys, but she's an FBI informant hanging out with the Proud Boys. Her involvement in defense camp is easily explained by her sympathy for the defendants. What? Okay, now, now they're really pushing it. That makes absolutely no freaking sense whatsoever. Uh, we're going to move on to the next article about the same topic. Uh, FBI informant testifies for Proud Boys. Now, I don't know if things had changed. These articles are one day apart from each other. An FBI informant who marched in the U.S. Capitol with fellow Proud Boys members on January 6th testified on Wednesday that he, okay, so it is somebody different, didn't know of any plans for a right Far right extremist group to invade the building and didn't think they inspired the violence of that day. Interesting. And this guy worked as an informant. So you think he would know, right? The informant who is identified in court and in record court records only as Aaron. <laughs> Was a defense witness at the trial of former Proud Boys leader Enrique Tarrio and four lieutenants charged with seditious conspiracy for a prosecutor said, blah, blah, blah. We already know the BS of the, uh, the charges. Uh, the, informant, the informant was communicating with his FBI handler as the mob of Trump supporters swarmed the Capitol on J6 writing in a text message that police barriers were down and the crowd was almost at the building. He also told his handler that the Proud Boys did not do it nor inspire. Wow. Okay, so either this guy is a horrible informant and giving bad information, or this whole court case is just kind of made up. The crowd did as a herd. <clears throat> did as a herd mentality not organized he wrote the handler's response was redacted from a screenshot that the defense attorney showed to jurors the handler's response was redacted hmm could have been something like oh are you sure uh well how do we know uh, there's there there's so many different reactions that there could be to um that that message, uh, they did not do it, nor inspire. Huh? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. uh, uh you want to switch that, that text message, right? Cause this could come up later in court. Um, yeah. So while we didn't get one FBI informant to, uh, testify in the court case, it appears that we did get another and, um, it's favorable. Hopefully this whole case just gets thrown out. I don't like the judge, and I definitely don't like the prosecuting team. They they seem to be god awful human beings that are just trying to uh, justify all the other bullshit charges that people uh, were convicted of. So yeah, um, and I'm gonna close with this last one because this is this is just so fitting with what happened in Nashville. Arizona governor's press secretary resigns amid outrage after calling for violence against transphobes. Yes. Um, this, uh, this chick, Jocelyn Berry, for whatever reason, only hours after, uh, three children were deleted out of a school along with three other adults, um, in a Christian school. Um, decided that she was going to post a picture of a woman holding a firearm that says us when we see transphobes. Because that's tasteful. Now, I do I do acknowledge she has a First Amendment free speech right to post garbage like this. After all, I like knowing who the trash in our society is, and this is a very good sign as to what type of person this is. So yeah, Jocelyn Berry, Governor Hobbs' press secretary, yep, has resigned after responding to the Nashville school shooting with a tweet that appeared to advocate violence against uh, transphobes, who apparently is just anybody that doesn't agree with uh, you and whatever stupid ideas you have in your head. As Paul Joseph Watson of Summit News detailed earlier there is a widespread outrage after Arizona Governor Kate Hobbs. Uh, oh, Katie Hobbs. That one. The one who certified her own election. That person. Yeah, I should not be surprised if she would hire trash like this to also be in, in her office. I, I'm just not surprised. Secretary responded to the uh, event in Nashville by posting a tweet that appeared to advocate <clears throat> bad stuff for people that disagree with her. An individual uh, deleted three children and three adults after a rampage in the Covenant School, a private Christian school for students aged three to 11. Three to 11. Because those are the people in our society that you really have to fear. (laughs) Ages 3 to 11. Hobbes spokeswoman, Jocelyn Berry, responded to the carnage by posting an image of a 1980s movie, Gloria, showing a woman brandishing two handguns. Yeah. And then she had a really, really crappy caption that she put with that. The sickening nature of the response to children being deleted has understandably caused massive outrage, with many calling for Barry to be immediately fired. Well, let's see what happened, because my guess is that she might actually lose her position or resign, but then she'll probably get promoted somewhere else with a higher pay grade and make even more horrible decisions later on. This is not going to be the last time that we hear of this person. They reward individuals for stupid stuff like this. This is what the Katie Hops Press Secretary decided to tweet after. Blah, blah, blah. Any Republican would be fired for this in an instant. We're done with double standards. Uh, Asserted commentator Matt Walsh. I agree with Matt Walsh. Yeah, this would be unacceptable. And then, oh, somebody, he also posted the contact information for the governor's office. Kudos to him. This is the contact information for the governor's office. I'll be giving it out again tomorrow on my show and the next day and the day after we're going to start holding these people to the same standard and the same rules. (sighs) Unfortunately, and this has always been the case, there are rules that apply to some people and then there are rules that apply only to the plebs. Uh, If you don't know what special standards are you're a plebe it's like the people who get arrested for drunk driving and they're sent home for the night and never have to appear in court whereas other people they have their car towed away they're thrown in jail for a period of time they go before a judge there's thousands of dollars in fines yada 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 you understand what i mean this is the, let's see here, the Arizona Freedom Caucus has also called for Barry's immediate dismissal. Less than 12 hours after the tragic event in Nashville by said person. Okay, so they're repeating the um, the information. Calling for violence like this is un-American and never acceptable. She should be fired immediately. Uh, vile tweet encouraging... Bad stuff has been seen by millions. Oh, and it's not just her. Uh, and I'm just adding this because uh, this stuff has been out there. And I've seen some of that, some of it. And um, I do have some concerns because we currently have a community of people who have one, if not more, mental disorders who are on medications. Some medications known to be, I don't know, usually involved in certain activities with mass casualties. um, Who are now spewing hate, vile garbage on the internet, saying that they need to attack first, yada, yada, yada. Um, They're encouraging more of this. Oh, and yesterday, Christian schools all over the country... A lot of them had uh, uh, false reports of certain things that were going to happen or, or devices that were left in places like this one. And um, so, yeah, there's definitely an actual attack going on with these, these places. Um, as for me, I would say that one thing I noticed... When I was growing up, going to Catholic schools, is that we were told stuff like this was going to happen. Now, this was the 80s and the early 90s, right? And I'm going to these schools, and they're saying, like, one day you're going to be persecuted, and one day this is going to happen, and this is going to happen. I'm like, but we're the majority of the population. Like, how the hell does that happen? This is how it happens. So yeah, I kind of want to apologize to all those teachers out there who uh, I had over the years that told me this kind of stuff and I just kind of brushed it off as garbage because it turns out they were right. Yeah, the New York Post contacted Hobbs' office, which has yet to respond. Twitter appeared to take no action against Barry's account, which is now on lockdown. So they took no, no action. Twitter. They're promoting violent acts of hate. Twitter. Okay, Elon, um, perhaps? I don't know. Something, something, Elon. Again, I'm all for free speech, but I'm pretty sure that this is actually illegal. Uh, many were reminded of the infamous Sam Hyde quote. Uh, I hope it was blah 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 blah. Sam Hyde is a total douchebag from what I'm reading here. I'm not reading this tweet. But uh, Sam Hyde, yeah, not a good person either. So yeah, um, So she resigns amid outrage. yeah, so well, not fired. Not even fired. She got to leave and uh, move on to bigger, better fields of grain, I guess. So, that's interesting. Get Got to leave with some dignity after doing something this stupid. So, that's about it for me today on... On this live feed, at least. Uh, You can also find more on the Restrict Act. I do have a link to the Quartering's latest uh, video where he goes more into detail on what is involved in this horrible, stupid piece of legislation that shouldn't see the light of day, but it did. And it passed the House. Should we be concerned? Yeah, Yeah, we should. There's something, again, conspiracy theory here, something is going to happen that is going to call for the public to be demanding something be done. And then they're going to pull this out and go, Hey, we have this thing. It's already passed the house. We just have to get it through the Senate. Yeah. Kind of like the the gun bills that they're trying to pass right now. It's kind of convenient that uh, something like that happened and there was a a rear part of a rifle that the ATF was trying to ban on one of those weapons. I thought that was a little convenient, but anyways, uh, let's see here. Yeah, we're, we're going long on this one. So having said all of that, you can check out these articles at the and keep on typing.